Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Cuz here with Our Wrestling Podcast. If you are on YouTube watching this right now, you are at Our Wrestling Channel. Or if you're on SoundCloud, Our Wrestling Podcast. And today's episode is going to be a little different. You may have grown accustomed to the uh, past 11 episodes where we follow a certain structure or storyboard. Uh, be it a legacy episode on a specific wrestler, or if we talk about overhyped, failed gimmicks, and uh, when wrestling gets real, usually we follow a storyboard. We go through a structure. Uh, we have our talking points, and we go in order. Well, today's episode, we do have talking points, but this is going to be more shoot-from-the-hip style dialogue in that we do have talking points that we want to go over, but we didn't research any of this. Other than uh, some of the topics we're going to go over, some of the breaking news in professional wrestling this week, uh, specifically WWE. So we do have talking points, but we didn't prepare any structure or story to those talking points, if that makes sense. So we want this more to be like a raw, organic, natural uh, conversation between three guys talking wrestling. So without further ado, here we go. OWP episode 12, The Dark Match Sessions 1. Take it away, Dave, Jess, and Cuz. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the OWP. This is Dave, and uh, guess what? We ain't doing that shit this week, guys. We got something new for you. Uh, I got to tell you, this is going to start what we call the dark sessions. And you might ask, what is Dave talking about when it comes to dark sessions? Well, or dark match you, sessions, um, we should been, say. What the dark match sessions? But that's Ooh, okay. The dark match I digress. Sessions, yeah, they got we got the dark match sessions going on, and I got to tell you, the real reason why we're doing this is because I think we've worked Cuz into a coma. Um, he's he's having a tough time keeping up with everything we're trying to do. We ask him to do a lot of edits, a lot of add-ins, and we're not doing that this week. You might you might hear a few add-ins here and there at, at his whim, whatever he wants to do. But we thought we would shift gears a little bit. Um, have a little more fun, maybe a little less serious, and that brings us into our dark match sessions. We're we're just gonna we're gonna play it by the cuff, guys. I'll tell you, um, there's a couple of things that we've been meaning to talk about, or things that we thought we would never talk about, and they're gonna come up today. You know, and there's gonna be a few things, just a few small bullet points where there's no holding back, uh, no uh, no canceling, no editing out. So you might hear some things you might be a little offended by, and uh, you know what? Yeah. So what? So. Uh, First thing I'd like to say is, um, how, how do you guys feel? See, and, and we can't have an episode without God damn it. the boom mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, <laughs> every, every Jesus. Time, bro. That will so, be part of the That fucking guy, man. That taking guy. that out. God, <laughs> Who is that? Shit? It's uh, Hulk Hogan trying to get, get on the mic here, brother. Uh, so, you know, the first thing we were talking about is, you know, how do we feel overall about the podcast so far? We, we've gotten uh, more listeners, I think, than we would have expected it's it's kind of fun um you know i'm pretty happy with it even if we're just having fun like i said we're not doing this for a paycheck or anything like that we do it because we want to bring something different even though today we might bring up some some topics that a lot of people tend to talk about but i am really excited about what we do every single week and what we bring to the table i really feel we brought something fresh something that no one else is bringing in the world of wrestling with podcast uh jess how do you feel about it i i think it's going good so far we really we haven't even scraped the surface of like social media we have an instagram account we do have a facebook account but i'm still kind of trying to tweak that and everything but if you want to listen to us on instagram it is at owp 2019 um you can go on there we post when we're going to launch new episodes you can leave comments and all that stuff so we haven't even really scratched the surface of, of social media yet, and we're just on YouTube and SoundCloud, and we're getting pretty good responses from yeah. complete strangers. Obviously, we have family members that subscribe, and you know, good job, like my mom. Uh, but other than that, like we actually have, we have Jesse. a lot of people in other countries that sure listen to that? us at times and stuff. We'll get into that later, but but uh, yeah, I I feel really good about it so far. I think that we're doing really good, and you know, other other people have kind of broken that. Uh, barrier um you know bruce and conrad started the whole podcast craze like two three years ago and then of course that's why there's like thousands of wrestling podcasts right now but they primarily cover you know the past and what bruce had been a part of we kind of wanted to adopt that and sort of parlay over to well 
we should cover what we kind of grew up with, which Dave and I grew up in the, like the eighties and stuff. And so that's when we started watching wrestling cause is a little bit younger than we are. And he kind of remembers, you know, some of the eighties, but he grew up during the nineties basically and uh, did that. So we kind of wanted to touch base and a lot of people talk affectionately about the eighties and the attitude era. So that's what we're trying to cover in the podcast, but we're not opposed to doing episodes like this where we talk about uh, more current stuff and see what the feedback is. But overall, I, I, I love the podcast. I think we're doing a great job. Yeah, and now that the person that makes the magic happen, that we have to really do something different to give him some extra time. Because he's a busy man. He's a busy man. Because how do you feel so far except that we're overworking you, to be quite frank? I, I even thought about it when I'm like, how is he going to get all these edits done? Like how <laughs> We ask a lot of the guys. So, because uh, give us your thoughts on it. Well, you know, like Hulk Hogan, I'm here calling the shots now, brother. Oh, uh, just kidding. We'll get into no, that. We'll get no, into it, that. No, it's fun. <laughs> it, I love doing this. Um, you know, I, I just I have several other audio projects that I do along with this, but I mean, you know, my wife, she knows that I always look forward to the uh the end of the week when we get to talk wrestling. You know, I mean, what's better than that? I get to do audio and I get to uh talk wrestling with both you guys. And just like you said, we barely scratched the surface here on social media. Well, I'll take it a step further and just like we've only discovered about or explored about 5% of our oceans, I think we've barely scratched the surface of topics that we could be talking about. And that's what gets me excited. I mean, you know, there's still a Stone Cold episode we got to do eventually. You know, we got, you know, more greatest coming, WrestleMania moments, coming. underrated moments. Um, you know, if people don't get too offended, uh, we can do a Hulk Hogan episode whoa, one day, whoa, brother. Whoa. Um, like I said, we're going to talk, you know, maybe, we're gonna talk maybe about brother. that. Yeah, and uh, to your point, because we, we've got uh, Wrestling Getting Real Part 2, which is one of my favorites. We're going to talk about favorites and some feedback as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's lots of things on the horizon, and that's a great thing because we weren't never – a lot of these podcasts, they want to talk about uh, what they when they were in wrestling and what they experienced. The great thing about us is we experienced everything, even if it wasn't directly. We experienced everything by watching, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about our experiences, our opinions – based on those times and especially how they differ today. Um, speaking of today, we've, we've, uh, yeah, we're, we're given into something that we, we thought we'd never uh, dig into small topic. We're going to talk into, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into some current stuff in a minute, but we wanted to discuss uh, some fan feedback. We never thought that the, we would do this either, but we've gotten some interesting feedback on, uh, on several media platforms. Uh, Jess, you want, you want to dig into, uh, you know, what uh what people are i don't want to say complaining about no we've actually i love negative feedback it makes me laugh because there's a there's a line (laughs) there's a line from howard stern movie that he did called howard stern private parts it was a book that he wrote but it also became a movie and in it they kind you know they paraphrase his whole career and fit it into an hour and a half movie or whatever so they don't cover everything specifically but one of the particular points they covered was his ratings were going up huge and he was crass and he was doing things that was out of the ordinary, you know, normally disc jockeys followed a certain cookie cutter kind of uh, gimmick and Howard didn't, he wanted to talk about, you know, he wanted to make fun. If a celebrity was getting heavy, he would call that person out for getting heavy. If uh, someone on his staff pissed him off, he would argue with them on the air, which was totally different than what people did back in the day. It was all just bubblegum radio. Um, one of the things, there was a scene between his head producer and one of the other guys was, you know, his ratings, they, they've jumped through the roof. What? How is that possible? Uh, you know, he has this many haters and this many fans. Well, what's the average listening time of the fans? The average list, I'm gonna, I, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember the exact line, but the average line of the fan, you know, the, the people who love him listen for 30 minutes. Okay, well then, what's the average time that a hater listens to him for over an hour? Why? Because they want to see what they'll oh say God. next. Like, so I love the haters because you're still listening and I know you are. And one of the particular um, uh, negative feedbacks that we got was on the Ultimate Warrior episode and the Macho Man episodes. That critique was that we talk about Hogan way too much in those two episodes. Um, and, and this annoyed this person. I, I believe one of the things that we were called were certified card carrying yellow and red Hulkamaniacs. Like, so I'm like, first of all, how did you know that I have a Hulk Hogan card? Because I do. Secondly, um, like, how do you talk about Macho Man and the Warrior without talking about Hulk? Especially Macho Man, right? Like, everything that Macho did, the, the year-long feud with the Mega Powers erupting and all that, Hulk Hogan was, uh, like, the focus of that. Uh, uh, when he went to WCW, Hogan, behind the scenes, coaxed him into coming to WCW. When the NWO formed, Hulk Hogan was a big part of the NWO. 
Guess who joined the NWO? Macho Man. How the flying fuck do you not talk about Hulk Hogan? And I, I do believe one of the things I made in, I think it was Macho Man Part 2, I, I made reference to Hulk Hogan sucking his own penis. Yeah. I don't know how you you chalk that up to us talking favorably about Hogan. Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I But to that I say, I don't oh, give a shit. Me. I'll talk about Hogan whenever I want. How do you feel about that? Like, fuck you. Like, honestly, I don't care. To be I fair, care. I... I <laughs> To be fair, I always talk shit about Hogan, yet I'm not an insane person because I recognize that you can't not to talk about Hogan. I mean, even with the Warrior, right? Who beat Hogan at WrestleMania 5? The Ultimate Warrior. Uh, uh, How many times can we say Hogan in this podcast? When Warrior? Brother, 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 brother. Yeah, that's all we should say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, to that that I feel, Hogan, 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 Hogan. I mean, how can you not Hogan the Hogan? I would. All right. but there's even been there's even been other feedback. Uh, I, I think I heard someone said, "Hey, it's nice to hear a unbiased podcast uh, about about." But I thought we were past. talking about Hogan. Well, it was kind of cool, you know? because it's true. Jess, you, you you talk shit on Hogan too on the podcast. Oh, I, probably I mean, you're, more. You're his, you I've know, defended fan, the. I dislike the Warrior. I've never been a Warrior fan. I don't dislike him as a person because I didn't know him. But I dis I never liked the Warrior character. I was always a Hogan guy. But if you go back and listen to the Warrior episode, yeah. I defend the fuck out of the Ultimate Warrior. You would think I'm the fan. You're, you're a Warrior yeah, defender, right so, you know. So. Yeah. Whatever, God, get over me talking about Hogan. He was a big part of it. Go to when we go. This guy. No, don't. No, no, don't. Don't get over it. Keep and and the guy. First of all, the guy that listens a keeps listening, and I love it. And B, I know he falls asleep and thinks about Hulk and dreams about him every night. I know he does. I know he does. (laughs) That's why he's so mad because he wakes up and he's like, "Why do I keep thinking about Hulk?" Because you love him. You love him. That's the thing. So we're secretly. He wish Hogan was teabagging him when he wakes up. That thought has crossed my mind several times, so I'm not gonna gonna rag on that. You know, everyone loves a good feedback. All right, so we 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 have been getting some positive feedback too. (laughs) There are there are those people that kind of like a fresh change, uh, something that's not the the current stuff. Uh, You know, before we talk about some some current stuff too, we'll we'll we'll, uh, something I thought we would never do. What 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 is your favorite episode so far, guys? We talked about episodes that we've done, things that we really liked. Because what was your favorite episode so far that we've recorded, and why? I, I, I'm probably going to go more in, in from the way it's put together and produced, and the way it sounds. Sure, I, I that's say fine. the warrior and the uh, over, or sorry, uh, warrior and the uh, wrestling gets real. I, I I really like the way those episodes float, like the flow of those episodes. I thought they flowed really good, and I, I thought the content was really good. Just the sound, all, all the stories. I thought all the stories were really good, and I did enjoy the Hogan and Flair, uh, Hogan versus Flair as well. Um, but yeah, those are some of my favorite episodes, I, I think so far. And I think uh, some of the feedback and in, in the uh, amount of listens that these episodes are getting, I, I think that's kind of ringing true there as well. Right on, right on. Jess, what do you got? God damn it! Favorite episode? Uh, of why? Um, no, I. <laughs> There's, we I, I think I agree with Cuz, but because like as the more episodes we do, the better we're gonna get. We're, we play with sound, we play with uh, you know uh, formatting, we play with all that that you guys don't realize that we do behind the scenes. Like we really are trying to tweak and make it the most streamlined episode we can. So I agree with Cuz. The last couple of episodes that we've done, sound wise and flow wise, have been the best. But I think, God. An honorable mention will have to be our very first episode because we really didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we did, but we didn't. And uh, it still has a lot of a lot of listens on both YouTube and SoundCloud. It's our number one episode, basically, um, listen-wise. So I really like that. And I like people are starting with that because it's our personal stories about meeting wrestlers and how we personally got into wrestling. So it kind of introduces you to us. So that's a good starting point, episode one. But that's my honorable mention. I have to say, God... It's such a toss-up between Hogan and Flair or Warrior, but I'll have to say the Warrior episode's my favorite. I Because I felt like we... Ooh. He wasn't necessarily... I mean, because, you know, like the Warrior, I didn't. Dave's kind of indifferent. Um, but I think that we actually really legitly stayed honest to the subject, and we covered him. And it didn't matter what we felt about him. Like I said, I was defending him more than anybody, really, yeah. in that episode, and I never cared for his character at all uh, growing up. But um, I think we were honest, and Dave says that comment came that, you know, someone said that we were finally an unbiased podcast. We were really unbiased in that episode because we didn't really, really talk too much about our feelings in the sense of negative feelings about him. We just covered his career, and we covered what happened with him. And I think that, and the sound was good. So from a technical standpoint, I agree with Cuz on that. So I would say, yeah, I would say The Ultimate Warrior is my favorite. Close second is when wrestling gets real. But uh, I would say Warrior is my my favorite. (laughs) 
It's so funny. We're going to be three for three, at least on the on the secondaries. But my favorite, and I'm, I'm not picking the second one, I, and, I, and I'm taking it from my side of it. It's from the research I did and what I discovered and how amazed I was, was wrestling getting real. Uh, I don't know if you guys really saw it, but when I was talking about Tenta, I was getting pretty passionate about Tenta or, as we know, Earthquake. I had no idea how cool that guy was. Like just watching him get livid with this, um, with this other Yokozuna wrestler, and like, you want to go? Let's go. Let's do this. And watching these guys come close to really, like, I don't know, like, like uh, it was almost like Thor meeting um, Captain America's shield or something. I know it sounds really corny, but you're going to split all the trees, you know, for miles around once these guys collide because they were getting ready to seriously get into it, and it would have been a bloodbath. And just watching that and watching wrestling getting real and some of the stuff that I never saw in person, I never went and dug back. When you're a kid, you don't, you didn't care about Earthquake. You just want Earthquake to get his butt kicked by, you know, the Almighty Hogan. He was fed to him at that time. But Tenta, can we come up with, know, can we come up with a code name for Hogan? Because we offend people apparently when we keep bringing up Hulk Hogan. I don't want, I don't just, want to we, turn anybody off. Even call, though I told uh, them to fuck themselves. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, from TV, bro, TV. Just, since people get offended like the king, so much, maybe we should call about, him the King. So whenever I say the King, I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. He's not the King. <laughs> You call him a little whoa, bitch. Whoa. That's funny. <laughs> Brother, oh, my macho wrestled little bitch yeah. at WrestleMania five. But then the yeah. comment will be like, "This <laughs> so, little bitch, you guys are card carrying little bitch maniacs." Like it's just going to be the same thing. Or fucking little, ru- little bitchy ex. Yeah. But also, and and on a side note, to parlay on Dave's favorite episode, which is wrestling gets real. I will put the the it, scissor yeah. story when we talking about the scissor story. Oh my I God. will put that <laughs> section, that ten minutes or fifteen minutes, however long it was, we talked about it up against any other podcast out there. It was funny. We flowed well. I thought that Fucking section hilarious. was the best that we'd ever been uh, because we were completely just calm, like like not calm, but I mean, we were like we were just were flowing. We weren't thinking about too much about what we're saying. Common fun, Dave was yeah. just telling the story. And there was just times where I forgot even. I kept asking Dave going, wait, what? Wait, what happened to the chair leg? Wait, wait, wait. Go back, go back. Who was at the door? Like, Because I was legitly interested. I was replaying the story in my head. And, of course, Two Cold Scorpio came out in his underwear to his theme music. And, like, all that <laughs> stuff, like, I was listening to that, and I forgot it was us. And I laughed like I was listening to someone else's podcast. And I was like, I will put this 10 minutes up, this scissor story up against anybody else out there. And we've just, we're only, what, 11 episodes in? We've only done 11 episodes and that to me, it that was really 10 fun. minutes, I was yeah. like, wow, like that's how I want our future podcast to get like, because it was just funny. We didn't stop and think about too much of anything. We just let, we let Dave narrate and we just commented on the absurdity of this scissor fight and people in underwear and Vader's balls hanging out. And it was just good fun. Or the segment where uh, Triple H try to get uh, try to roofie. Yeah, Dave. we cut a lot of that that's out. Right. That, that's right. That's going to come in the future for those of you who are uh, listening. We we have a lot of shit on the cutting room floor. A lot of stuff that we cut because for time or for we just got way off topic or we said a lot of things that could be uh, taken as offensive. And there's so much of that that small part that you hear in the China episode where I'm doing Triple H and trying to to uh, get Dave uh, roofied. Um, that we had to cut out because we just were ridiculous <laughs> and like it was all in good fun. Yeah. We we do not condone that kind of behavior. Like seriously, sexual assault is serious and we get it. But we are just here to goof around and, and do a podcast. But even we, when we go back and listen, we know we got to cut that. We can't do that right now. That's a little too sensitive. We we we're responsible adults. As I take yeah. a drink of my beer, stored away in the uh, archives in. Yeah, you know, in the in the desk in future yeah. dark sessions, in, uh, <laughs> separate hard drive. In future dark sessions, <laughs> they'll, they'll we will have we will share some of those clips with you. The ones that are appropriate, yes. the ones that are appropriate. But yeah, of course, and and serious guys, check out wrestling gets real. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, uh, great topic, and I think there's a lot of things that the average wrestling fan probably don't know about. And I think you can really dig it. It's it's something off the cup. It's different from the standard WWE product, that's for sure. Which well, we tend to talk a lot about. That's what we grew up on. So there'll be a lot of status. And I think there. Uh, yeah. Before we move on from you know from from this little uh, <clears throat> conversation, I think we should probably you know since some people are offended by the talk of Hogan and others are enjoying the unbiasedness of you know such as the Warrior episode. I think uh, right now would be a good time to let people or ask ask the listeners. What topics do you want to hear next? What do you want to hear us talk about? Leave that in the comment section so we know what to work with. And, you know, maybe the episode that you want to hear. What's our, uh, next one that's what's our email? Cause... 
ourwrestlingpodcast at gmail.com. So our wrestling podcast fully spelled out. No numbers. No numbers. Our wrestling podcast fully spelled out at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a comment in the uh, comment sections of the YouTube or on SoundCloud at our wrestling podcast on SoundCloud. Leave a comment on the SoundCloud episodes as well. Or on the Facebook or the sorry, the Instagram. Even if it's if even if that. it's you guys suck and you talk too much about Hogan. I actually I do love that comment. I love him. Yeah. I love him. Tell us. Tell us what you don't want to hear anymore. I love him. Sure I love him. And I just want you guys to know, fun fact, Hulk Hogan's first reign was four years. His second reign was one year. Just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing random Hogan facts out there for people who want to hear it. Some people may not like that, but I'm just saying. Just throwing a Hogan <laughs> fact out there for no reason. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Brother, brother. All right. So, again, one thing that we never thought we'd get into. We talked about favorite episodes. We he was the first three-time WWF champion. Brother, brother. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> before him. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> before him. Settle I mean, down. Bruno Sammartino won it twice. Settle sure. Hulk Hogan won it three times. You, wanna, you don't want to lose the one. I think he was the first four-time as well. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Okay. First five times. So, one thing I never thought we'd get into because, well, let's be honest, guys. There's a lot of... And I think just you touched on this earlier. There is a ton of current product podcasts out there. Thanks to the likes of uh, of Conrad and, and and the bunch, right? Even though you talk about past stuff, right? Um, you know, it, it's one of those situations where there's so many podcasts talking about well on Raw last week, which I, I'll be honest, it doesn't sound that good. Uh, well on Raw last week, I was pretty disappointed. Like I, we don't want to do that, right? But what I will say is that, you know, this does give us the opportunity to talk about how we feel about current product. Because even though we grew up on wrestling, we talked about wrestling in the 80s and 90s. And we were definitely big into it like everybody else from the late 90s to the early 2000s when it was just hot, 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 like white hot. Um, we still watch the current product, believe it or not. And we really uh, have opinions about it. We really do. So one thing... Uh, there's been some great news and well, it's great news, but I don't think it's great in the realm of it's going to change anything, but we'll, we'll get into that. Everybody wants to talk about the Heyman and Bischoff uh, shakeup, if you will, you know, by every single media source you could think Woo. of and, and wrestle and WWE has even broadcasted it themselves. They have gotten into the situation of bringing, or well, basically Vince has, because Vince, you know, it, it ends with him, right? Uh, you know, bringing Paul Heyman into the the Raw brand and Bischoff into the SmackDown brand. Did I get that right, or am I reversed? Because every time I say it, no, it sounds yeah, raw. Bischoff and sounds SmackDown like and Heyman and Raw. Yeah, everybody wonders why, um, you know, why we get it, why we get into it. So, um, as far as that goes, but um, love you, buddy. Sorry, my son came in the room, guys. No worries. Damn, Damn Abraham. No, no edits this week. This is raw, bud. <laughs> no edits this week. Monday night. So, He's um, yeah, so as far as that goes, let's talk about it. You know, everybody says Heyman and Bischoff are going to have uh, a major amount of creative control. Um, I call bullshit. <laughs> so here's why. Uh, the way the product is going now, the way creative has gotten, and just we'll talk about creative to to the end of days, till till death do us part. Baron Corbin uh, about about creative, uh, not Corbin about oh, creative. That's but finish the maneuver. End of yeah, days. Uh, yeah, the 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 end of days, the creative end of days. Uh, you know, and I like Baron Corbin. I'm trying to shit on him. I, I think too. Corbin's better than people think. But yep. uh, you know, I I personally believe that if the buck continues to stop with Vince, creative is set up in a way where it's 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 not. We, we call it lazy, but it's not necessarily lazy. They're just so sick of getting their dick knocked in the dirt that they just make it easy. So Vince really can't say no to it, and he can't say, oh, that's great, and then change it because it's so much work to change it and go back, or they get in the middle of a storyline and go back. I don't, There's two things. I don't see this lasting very long. That's one. Um, I, don't, I don't see them – if they really feel they want some kind of major career control and decision-making, they're going to be extremely disappointed, and they're going to quit. If they realize that they're just a character, which is maybe what it's going to end up being, and they're okay with that, it still doesn't change anything except for the fact that you have Bischoff and and uh, Heyman on TV. And you know what? I I I know I, I'm sounding very negative, Nancy. I, yeah, I hear the groans already. Right I hear now. the grunts. I, you know, I hear. But I just I just don't believe it. It's just not going to change anything. Okay, because um, go ahead, <laughs> take it away. Um, I. He's ready to. I, <laughs> yes, the buck stops with Vince. We all know that. I mean, that it, it specifically says that. Um, you know, obviously, WWE.com doesn't say that, but other other wrestling news sites 
are saying basically the word is, yeah, they're, they're being hired as uh, executive directors for creative. Um, and then they still have to answer with Vince. But one, I, I just don't, I think Paul Heyman and Bischoff, you know, they've been through it before. They, they, they've done their time in WWE and in pro wrestling in general. I think at this point in their careers, I, I think they're at the point where they're not going to accept a role to where they're going to be just walked all over to the point where they're just going to quit, you know, in a couple months or so. Um, you know, like we said, yeah, Vince is going to he's going to be the last stop. He's going to be the uh, the guy that makes the calls in the end. But another thing to look at, too. Yeah, I, I think one of the reasons and, and at first I was like, well, why? I'd rather Paul Heyman be on SmackDown and Bischoff be on Raw. But it kind of makes sense that Bischoff is going to go on SmackDown just because they're going to Fox. And as you know, Bischoff works well with the TV companies or, or sorry, the cable company, you know, yeah, he knows, what, he knows yeah. what he's doing there. He's still, so he's I feel still that's doing what work with them. Yeah. That probably is, um, you know, because maybe Vince, maybe Fox has been saying, uh, Vince, no, despite what you might think, what you're doing right now is not good shit. We are not liking this. And they're probably butting heads. And, and maybe that's where Bischoff is going to be kind of like that middleman. He, he can work well with the TV networks and he, he might be able to build a good relationship with them. Um, and then Paul Heyman, you know, I mean, if you want to bring raw back to, you know, if it's supposed to be the superior brand, uh, who better than Paul Heyman can groom the, the younger, you know, up, up and coming talents. And also he knows how to use the big men and make them monsters and dominate and, you know, makes them believable monsters, I should say. Uh, look, look no further than SmackDown 2002 when he was running that, when he was creative, look at guys like big show. And I mean, you know, we, whatever, Nathan Jones, but still Matt Morgan, all those guys, look at how he booked them. They were all monsters. Look at Brock. Look at how Brock now, I don't think, I don't think those, I think those guys are at a more mature point in their career to where they're not just going to come in and take a role that they know that they're going to be miserable in and fucking just bounce. I think Vince knows now i think he's desperate and i think he knows now maybe not desperate and not paranoid or, or panicking but i think he knows and realized now shit we're getting closer to fox shit things aren't changing shit or our ratings are down shit 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 at every new idea he's trying to come up with two out of three falls so predictable one minute fucking uh fall then another the next fall another another minute just so they can avoid the commercial rake during wrestling match it's like i i think he's seen it stuff's falling apart in front of him as far as new ideas are going to try to fix it in um, this is more than just putting a bandaid on it. Like what, like him bringing back Bruce Pritchard to me, that was like a bandaid. This is going in for surgery and trying to help a little bit, maybe not full on, you know, obviously they're not going to have full creative control, but I think this is more significant than just throwing two guys in a role that they're going to fucking be miserable in and quit in a few months. That's all I got to say about that though. Uh, Jess, way in, buddy. I agree with, a lot, of what, the, I agree with a lot with what cuz just said, but at the same time, I almost view it the same as, as Pritchard in the sense of like, God, like you pick two names that obviously are going to steal the headlines for a couple weeks. Right. Um, so mission accomplished on that, but Heyman, I don't worry about so much. I think Heyman is, is like permanently creative. I think yes. Heyman is passionate. Heyman still works with the current product right now. Cause even when Brock's not on TV, he's still working with people. So yes. Heyman knows the current product, Eric Bischoff, even at his height, did not really know shit about wrestling and didn't really know shit about the current product. He just knew the big names that he had signed with him. He says it all the time on his podcast. For the majority of my stint there, I was not one of the creative guys. I, I approved things, but other than that, like I wasn't really creative. So I question that cuz made a very good point. I've heard that another podcast too, like, like wrestling observer and stuff like that about, he knows how to speak, uh, 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 network executive language, but let's not forget that when Bischoff started falling apart during his run in WCW, it was because he started getting overwhelmed from the network executives. When they, when Turner merged with AOL and then new executives came in, he lost his shit because before he was just really reporting to Ted Turner's immediate people. Um, then when AOL came in and they merged that first time, he started getting shit from a bunch of new executives saying, you got to calm this down. We have sponsors that don't want this and don't want that. So you have to do this. And Eric Bischoff in 99 to his own admission was fried and, and they fired him. I mean, before they fired him, he put Kevin Nash, his decision was to put an active wrestler who has no proven booking track record in the helm. And Kevin Nash helped drive WCW down the terrain in 99. He did. 
because Bischoff appointed him before Bischoff got fired. Then after that, Bischoff came back, tried to pull the nose up, and then they canned Bischoff, and that's when the whole Russo fucking circus came in. So let's not forget that when he did have to talk with executives, he failed on that time. Now, did he bring WCW from the miserable pool that it was in, you know, in 91, 92? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a fan of Bischoff. I really like what Bischoff did. He did a lot of things like behind the scenes financially that set them up with, with, uh, um, uh, advertisers and, and investors for the future. He did all of that, that, that goes so unnoticed by people. They don't even give him credit for that. And he deserves it. But that was the last time he had, when he went to TNA, it was a miserable failure. Eric Bischoff has not done anything notable in pro wrestling since early 1999. How in the world, whether he speaks exact language or not, how in the world is he going to steer the SmackDown ship with Fox going, we paid you billions to do this right. And, and you don't know what you're fucking doing. Like, I don't see how this is going to end well. Now, Heyman, I have no... He's in cruise. USA loves Raw. USA loves Vince in WWE. USA is totally cool. You got Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman has a great track record of fitting in that role and just booking things right. Like Cuz says, using the monsters right. Can you imagine a year from now how big Braun Strowman's going to be? Can you imagine? Bobby it's Lashley, gonna be Drew McIntyre. Fucking Drew McIntyre. Like, are you kidding me right now? Finally, these big guys are going to be used correctly. And the small guys will be used correctly. So Heyman knows how to do a lot of that stuff. He just can't run his own fucking company. But he's not. No. He's not running his own company. Well, so I have yeah. all well, the faith in the world. The finances. And, and I have all yeah. the faith in the world. So Bischoff, I question because yes. he does not have a strong creative record. Yes, he came up with the NWO concept, but he also copied the NWO concept. He copied, And yeah. without Hogan, Hall, and Nash telling him what cool was. Well, Hall and Nash telling him what cool was and this is no we need to be hip and cool and black and white and our real names that was Hall and Nash steering Bischoff in that direction I don't know if Bischoff would have done that on his own I'm sorry and I like Eric Bischoff I like 83 weeks I like a lot of that stuff that he says but it's so what Conrad Thompson has done for Bruce and Shivani and uh, Bischoff is it's so easy not not so much Shivani I like Shivani a lot I think he's super honest but um but Bischoff and Bruce mainly is it's so funny when you listen to them talk. Oh my God, they're so smart. And we were using this guy back here to groom this guy. Oh, if you listen to him, but it's so funny that most of the time when they're, when they're speaking that intelligently and we were doing this to massage this and groom that it was during 1995 when wrestling was shitty. So it's like, you know, you, they, it's so easy for them to talk on a podcast and, and lie. And I'm putting lie in quotations because I know it's a strong word um, and lie and kind of carneous and salesman us to death but it's totally different when you get them in today's product which they don't know anything about and i'm telling you pritchard doesn't know a lot about today's product and bischoff sure as fuck he said on his own podcast he doesn't that's 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 why it goes back to my original thought you know one of them was i i think they're purely i they say they're gonna have decisions but i think they're just gonna turn into characters i know what all the headlines are saying i just don't think it's gonna and i don't know that. are they gonna put himself on tv is is Heyman gonna become general i don't know that, i don't know right I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I legitly don't know so there's so many variables that we don't know about that we just have to sit back and watch yeah. it happen but of course like the internet community is fucking already painted the next year as this and that Oh, they're blown well, up. About it's surprisingly 50 yeah. 50. Some people are like, finally, WWE is going to get saved. And other people are like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. How the fuck are they going to save that? You know, like, so it's it's good to watch. It's really good theater. I can't wait to see what happens. Whether it's a disaster, it's going to be a beautiful disaster if it is a disaster. And if it works, awesome. Because now you have a Ring of Honor, uh, AEW, uh, New Japan trying to make their American influence greater. And then if WWE gets better, it's only good for the industry. It's all going to be good. So, And it's going to be good for the fans in the long yeah. run. But I I want to wait and see. It ultimately, is my decision or my my comment here, my opinion. But, like, I, I don't... Cuz said it, and Dave, you said it too. If they do literally come in, Bischoff and Heyman, with a... You know what? The first time Vince is like, I don't think that's going to fly. You know what? then fucking fire me and get someone else. If that's their attitude, I think we have a thumbs up on our hands. I think we have, that's what you got to do. You got to challenge that fucking old man. Vince is not dead. And I, I don't mean that like physically, obviously he's not, but I mean like he's not dead. Vince is, uh, he's the guy that did all this, right? You can't forget that. You can't. He's made a lot of bad decisions, but he's made a lot of good decisions. Like Hulk Hogan, 
Um, so <laughs> I should throw it out there for a fan who loves it when we do that. Um, so, so I mean like, yeah, like you can't forget who Vince is, but at the same time, surrounding himself with old Bruce and old Bischoff and old Heyman, ugh, it, it makes me a little nervous when you have young blood on AEW and other places, but you have young, young, inexperienced blood in AEW. I don't know if that, we don't know. They, and people already label AEW as this fucking f- success and it's the greatest thing ever. And it, they've barely Not done yet. like two, <laughs> they've done like two indie shows, right? Two, yes, they've. Two, yes, two they've sold out uh, MGM and they've sold out the Chicago arena. Great. I'm, I'm not saying that's bad or or it should not be, uh, you know, congratulated, of, of course. But at the same time, like it, it, they haven't even they haven't even scratched the surface of a weekly TV show. Let's see your weekly creative. Let's see yeah. what you can do and lead into your shows. You know, let, let's see if you can do it. Let's see if you know what you're doing. I, you got to wait on the EW. You can't really label them so far. Success. But not success as in, like, I'll jump on board and say, yep, they're going to be the ones it's that cut the throat of WWE. No, like, God, like, WWE is such a big monster, even with the worst ratings they've had in a while right now and attendance being all-time low, like, pretty much for the most part. It, it's still WWE, right? They have so many investors and shareholders. They're fine. As long as they steer the ship right and get everything going back, they have billions of dollars waiting to back them up that AEW does not have that. So, and they have, they have the faith of executives from networks, the WWE, they have the faith from investors that have put in millions of dollars and seen returns, you know, back to them. They have stock, you know, shareholders that have not been let down a fucking wrestling company trading for over a hundred dollars a share. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding That's me? Crazy. Are you kidding me? Like, so let's not di- Let's not discount what Vince McMahon has done. Let's not. He killed the territories. He also made his dream fucking public and traded publicly. Are you yeah. kidding me? So and, listen, and listen. I hate like, to, um, I hate to you know, keep making the the comparison, but the, the ultimate comparison to Vince, and Vince is on a grander scale than this, but it, it is really, really close, is Al Davis. And if people don't know who Al Davis is, he is – and I'm a Raider fan. You know, you guys can give me shit if you want to. They're they're terrible. I know they'll be terrible exactly. for a long time. They'll be Go terrible on, you're for many years longer. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And your point is, I don't. Can right? you repeat so, that? I don't think. I, don't, I think our audio Al, is Al down. Davis, Al Davis was a was a was a was a legend in the football arena. Al Davis was responsible for merging the AFL and the NFL. Al Davis, every time he got sued by the NFL for wanting to move his team to another place, he never lost. Any any lawsuits against the NFL are the NFL laid out against him. He completely changed the game. He found ways to to uh, to revolutionize salary cap and other items to to bring in veterans that are going to help, but allowing people to actually play on other teams more often. It didn't happen as much as it did until Al Davis really got into it. I mean, Al Davis was the president of the AFL and owned the Raiders. I mean, he this this guy was a legend. But by the time he was in his late 70s, 80s, and, and really the game had passed him by, he was so out of touch. And the team is still attempting to recover due to what he's done in the past. Now pretty much you can say anything that's being done now is not Al Davis's fault, but that took a decade to, to, really, uh, to really take care of itself. And now you can put that blame on others. I mean, he'll one of his draft picks, Jamarcus Russell, will go around as the worst draft pick in NFL history, and will remain that way because he is the highest paid player ever out of college. And since they changed the salary cap, where rookies can't get that kind of money anymore, um, it'll never change. And he was the worst draft pick ever. He lasted, I think, less than two years, and they had a thirty-six million dollar bonus, I believe, to, to, and that they're you know they had to pay this guy. And he was the ultimate. And that was bust. that was not his only bad choice either. And to Dave's point. It mirrors they Vince had, perfectly made several because Vince is still really good at life. putting deals together and really good at yeah. le- the, the legalities of a lot of stuff. But as far sure. as today's product, like Al Davis drafting Jamarcus, yeah. uh, he Vince is way out of touch. So he does need a boost. Um, and people who think that this is a slap in the face to Triple H, it's not. He let him keep. It's no, not. I, let him keep yeah. doing NXT. Let him keep doing the foreign relations. Exactly. And all that Triple H is right. Yeah, you're, you're referring to, be... to the Bischoff situation. Yeah, not the Triple, Triple yeah, H. People are like, oh, why didn't Triple H take Triple those H. H. The time yet? Yeah, 
Well, well you want to know why? Too. Do you want to know why he's not doing that? Because Triple H is going to take Vince's fucking exactly. Spot. That's why. Exactly. So it's not. It doesn't. He doesn't need to fucking control. No, SmackDown people just want to make up wrong. drama and and you know yeah. make the headlines. It's and get you know clicking. so much of this stuff is wait and see. But I know it's fun to comment and making your own narrative and all that, like a lot of people do. But so much That's of true. it is just let's wait and see. And I so, hope it. I hope it's the it, best. You want to know why? Because I love the WWE. I yeah. do. I grew up on it. That's and, the and reason wrestling because right of now. Vince. I started watching WCW and following on or doing my research on nwa and got involved you know so i don't look it's all gonna work out but i mean their their product's in trouble it is in trouble you know and and he had to do something i don't know if it's right but we'll see we'll see and at the same time they have a lot of money backing them up and a lot of things to do i feel that like it's just it's simple i don't think you needed to really spend all this money and get bischoff and Heyman, but that's okay i think if you did three things just to start them and do them, it will ease some of the pain. First things first is make your title picture clear. Yes. Don't have what you're. You should merge the Universal and WWE title together, and then call it the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. And it will still follow the lineage of the WWF title. So yes, that's mm-hmm. Hogan and Andre, Hogan and Andre and Warrior and Savage and, and Austin and Rock and all that stuff. So that's fine. Stone so Cold. there you go. Now you yeah. have a Universal Champion, which it, it's a it's a play on words, right? He's the get it WWE Universe, and then also he's the Universal Champion, meaning he can fill that wild card spot and float between both brands. Isn't that crazy? Second, Lance Storm actually came up with that. I mean, I thought that before, but Lance that Storm was my well, that was my favorite part of when they had a split was the champion had to be on both shows yes that why awesome. would you not fucking do that secondly secondly you merge the u.s and intercontinental championships yeah. and just keep keep the ic no, title no no keep, can i make one caveat yeah you 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 merge it but you drop that title and it's just the intercontinental title. No, that's, yes. that, that's what i was just gonna say yeah you keep the okay, ic belt you. because that's the wwf one lineage. tag team yes so yes. so yeah and then one tag team one champion women's. one women's champion and the women's tag team champion those are your wild cards and you want to know what behind the scenes when you're writing the stories and you're making business decisions, those champions, hey, this is crazy. Everybody calm down. Let me finish my sentence. Are going to be the ones that draw the most and sell the most merchandise. Are you fucking nuts? So when you have them on both shows, they benefit both shows. That's crazy. That's crazy that your champions are your best draws. I know that's a foreign that's a foreign theory. It has never been proven. I know. I know. But if you just fucking make your champions the ones that everybody wants to see... Or you put the belt on those ones that have earned that. You know, they, they start getting popular like the Warrior did, right? Coming through the ranks like people, like Macho Man did. They Macho Man, face. Yeah. They, you know, Goldberg, everybody else. You start feeling it. These guys are fucking... The Rock, these guys are fucking coming up. Here they come. Let's get... Let's do it. Let's. They're fucking... Oh, no. What? What's their latest merchandise sales? Holy shit. They're in top yeah, five. Ger- oh, Angle, oh, Guerrero, let, let's get, all that. They let's put the IC belt up. on this guy. Let's put the IC belt on this guy. When you put a big draw in your championship spots, you that helps make the company better because the championships are more important. And you teach your audiences that, yes, see, when you work hard from the ground up and you come up, you accomplish a championship. <gasps> oh, God. It's oh. like a company when you start out in the mailroom and you fucking work your way up. It's crazy. It's only worked every other time when they've had wrestling boom periods. And now they just, uh, WWE just feels like, it's like they're all walking around bumping into each other going, I don't know, therm, I don't know, therm, I don't know. Therm. How do you not know? Vince, you created most of these formulas. You made them. And like, and now you're like, I don't know. How did we ever get Hogan over? I don't remember. How did we ever get Austin over? I don't remember. How did we ever get The Rock over? I don't remember. What do you mean you <laughs> don't remember? You have a network that sh- fucking shows you what you used to do. You dumb fuck. Like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get all passionate, but like, <laughs> God damn it, man. Like, you're the one that wrote this book, Vince. You wrote it. And you're like, I don't fucking oh, remember. I don't get it. Uh, the mo- I don't know I'm doing the WCW. The, mo- the money. Your, your money's, your money's. But like, I don't understand. It, it, I guess, I guess when you get so far involved in it, right? Like, you just, you forget what you know. Did, did you say that, Dave? You forget what, I think you said that. You coined that phrase or not coined that mm-hmm. phrase, but you referred to that phrase of like, you forget what you know. He forgot what he knew. And like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, it's so amazing that we're here, right? We're 3,000 yeah. people for a Raw. 3,000 people in a 15,000 seat arena. That's, That's WCW really numbers, well, folks. That's WCW 2000 numbers. Like, and it's, it's, it's yeah, 50 50 booking. 50-50 booking to have Ricochet win the U.S. title. Okay, here we go. The next night on Raw, he loses to AJ yep. in a non-title match. What the that fuck are no, you doing? That made no sense. No. You what say are that you doing? Like, 
Becky Lynch is the hottest thing you've had, man or woman. And you just fucking, you throw water on her fire and you calm her down and you, you convolute the ending to, you make it to where Ronda will fuck up your ending at WrestleMania. You, I, you, you can't blame Ronda in the sense, no. yeah, she's a, she's a bot show, but like you put her there, you put yeah, her there exactly. and it's you made that ending to where instead of her tapping Ronda out, I guess they just didn't want to kill Ronda's character. Cause she's like the real MMA fighter or whatever. It's like Brock For tapping sure. out, but like, why couldn't Ronda have tapped out from the pain Brock did against Taker, right? So why the fuck can't you She's a wrestler now. Fuck what she used to do. You could use that to hype her. But fuck her. Who cares? Oh, like she's she your character now. Too. I mean, yeah, uh, she's Brock, your character Brock. now. You can make her do whatever you want. And like Brock passed out. Yeah, when, remember go. when he rematched Undertaker? Say. Yeah. He beat Undertaker for the streak and he fought then that SummerSlam. Taker got revenge back. Remember Brock passing out while yeah. he's flipping him off in the triangle? That was a year later. Why yeah. couldn't you yeah. do that? Why couldn't you do that with up. Becky? <laughs> Becky wins, gets her to pass out, but Ronda fucking passes out with her middle finger up. There you go. So when Ronda wants to come back and she pops out her fucking litter puppies or whatever the fuck she wants to do. Like Whoa. when she comes back, when she comes back, like she's gonna be still over. Well, there is. The whole reason uh, avocado toasts sandwiches. They're they're oh, they're they're, they're fucking cre- their creative is so lazy that they over convolute stuff and they overthink it and they think that's intelligent. No, we'll have her pinned in a trick. She'll get pulled over in a crucifix uh, from her move. Ooh, I can only imagine the fucking la di da writer writing that and then she'll do the move and then Becky though will pull her in a crucifix and one and a two and a shoulder up. Yeah, and you just three. made so many. You made so many different things right now that so many different people could fuck up, and they did. Whether it's Ronda getting the timing wrong, the ref fucking not counting correctly. So you fucking, not only did you kill what you thought you were trying to accomplish, but you fucked up Becky's character. You fucked up Becky's character, you dumb fuck. What the main event of that show should have been to make Becky the white hot coal. Ronda is leaving, like God. But yeah, they, I been, guarantee it should have been a no-brainer. This they, is a, they this overthought is a clean that ending no because they killed Becky when back. she tapped Oscar. I mean, we we know that, that too. Sure that too. Yeah, we you're you're that totally too. right. Absolutely, you hundred percent on the money. And like you know, they're lazy. And but like Dave said earlier, it's because they're so tired of Vince turning shit down. They just fucking do what he wants. And like I'm hoping that Heyman and Bischoff change it. I hope it's not just. Uh, not Heyman. Uh, uh, yeah, Heyman and Bischoff. Um, I'm hoping it's not just to get headlines and show Fox that, see, look, at we make one decision, we dominate the headlines. I'm scared to death that that's the only reason why this decision was done, is to show Fox that they still have media power, and, and then there's no there's no end result. You know what I mean? It's not actually going to improve the shows. I'm scared that that's why that happened. Well, because honestly, for the past three years, that's all they've done, is shown that they have muscle, but then when it really comes to fixing stuff and, and changing creative, they don't. They yeah. don't back it up. And so I'm scared to death that that's all they've done is just try to they, they want to dominate the headlines to show everyone you thought AEW had big headlines. Well, look at what we just did, Fox. Like, I'm really scared that that's all they've done and nothing's going to change because I, I'm so scared. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I couple, really do. A couple quick points. Uh, maybe, you know, and maybe that's where the uh, pro and con comes in, in that, uh, like how we were talking about, uh, it sucks that, you know, they're going to, the, the buck stops with Vince, um, how you're talking about Bischoff not ever being able to really be good as far as creative goes and pro wrestling. It sounds like you're eating your mic. What's up? It sounds like you're eating your mic right now. Sorry. Is that better? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. What I was going to say was that, uh, uh, maybe, uh, like how we were talking about with the Bischoff. Uh, you know, not being savvy in creative and pro wrestling. Uh, maybe that's a good part. Maybe that's where the good part does come into play, that Vince is where it stops because he also is going to have Triple H and, uh, you know, Shane and whoever else, Pritchard back there. So it's not just going to stop with Bischoff. But also uh, the other the other thing with that is maybe, like Bruce Pritchard has said in the past on on another podcast, not not him and Conrad, but on another podcast that he was on, that Vince actually liked and preferred the people that were going to tell him no so maybe you know let's be hopeful maybe that's why vince brought those two back because those are the two guys that might say no to him so we're just hoping but a lot of people talk crap on wwe well you know what if wwe you know about about uh uh, monopolizing basically wrestling and killing the territories well i think if wwe would have died in the territories i don't think we'd even be talking about wrestling today so yeah that's 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 without no you're 100 right and and you make a great point on that too, right? Because Vince's best periods 
what we it's easy to give Vince all the credit because he's Vince. He owns the place, right? So we always yeah. say Vince did this and Vince did that. But really, his best periods, you're 100% right, because that, yeah, w- remember when he had Patterson and all those guys not being yes-men telling him, no, do this, like, do that? Like, no, Vince, let me do the finish on this match. I'll show you how to do a great finish. Like, if he doesn't have those guys around him, that any time that he has not had those guys around him, he's flopped. So when he only had, like, Jerry Jarrett and Bruce around him in 94 and 95, you notice the product wasn't that great. And I'm, I mean, I am, yes, I am taking a shot at Bruce because he's not the answer. But when Vince gets a Patterson around him or a Monsoon or other people like that that are like, no, do this, trust me. I talk to the guys. I feel the pulse of the locker room. Do this. Like, I listen to the fans. That's when he's been his most successful. That really has been. And even, I hate to say it, but he had a good formula with Russo and Patterson mm-hmm. and all of them. They all kept each other in check. Yes. Russo obviously by himself showing that he's a fucking, he's a shit show. But like when, with Vince, like Jim Ross even said it recently on one of his podcasts, like, look, like you can say what you want about Russo now and what he accomplished after, but he was a critical part of that puzzle that made the yeah, era work. The Jerry Stringer era, pushing what Vince to talk about, to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Without him pushing Vince to be a little bit more real and naughty and kind of edgy. You, might, and you raw, may not have Stone Cold. Like we never would have. As an example. Yeah. But, but, but Patterson needed to be there to kind of work the finishes. And, and because Patterson knew in ring work, Russo had no idea no. how to work a match or what he wrestling story was about. So, but Patterson did. Patterson knew how to book a match and tell a story. Uh, Vince threw his ten cents in there. Pritchard at the time was there. He contributed to that. Also, also he was a good. He was a great producer. Pritchard was. So, like, yeah, that because nailed it perfect. If that is the formula they're trying to figure out, even though they are names from the past, which you think, come on, like, fucking, let's get current, right? I don't know. Do you want to go so current that you're green and you're inexperienced, or do you want to try to take some old names? And how many times have we seen? you know, uh, uh, Parcells going to Dallas and bringing back Vinny Testaverde or fucking Drew Bledsoe. Fucking names that he used years before with the Jets and with the Patriots that worked then, but they were fucking six years, seven years, eight years older, and he brings them to Dallas when he went, and they fucking failed. because he. But, but he was just trying to... I just need that spark, right? I need that magic. That's what Vince is trying to do. It, it, it works. And then look at what happened. He fucking bench Bledsoe and gets Romo in there. And you could say what you want about Romo, but at least it sparked people. Dallas fans started following Dallas more because they're like, dude, we have this young quarterback. And 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 Parcells exited, but for years after, Romo left his mark, you know, and like kind of took control of everything. So Vince, we're hoping that Vince can use the names of the past and then maybe some new guys will come up from inside. Some writers will, it'll spark them and be like, you know what? I'm going to contribute this way. You never know. We might have, a, we might get a, the next Paul Heyman out of this or the next Bruce Pritchard or the next Pat Patterson. I don't know. A wrestler that could be the end of his career right now in WWE could get, get inspired by this and be like, you know, I'm done with my in-ring career. But um, I want to be like what Patterson was. I wanna, I wanna book your finishes for you. I wanna do this. You never know. So this is all like, like I had to say, you had to sit back and watch. You do because this is like a a living, breathing like culture that you're watching, a moving machine, and you gotta just, you gotta hope you're doing the right things for a year later. You know, the decision that we made right now has gotta benefit us a year from now. If not, fuck. Okay, you know, we figure it out. I don't know. I, I, I do hope for the best, but I'm hope I. Their track record huh, makes me a little sad sometimes, you know? Yeah, we can only hope for the best. So, you know, well, we'll see what happens. It, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting time. And, uh, you know, we were going to, I think we were going to touch on, you know, title, you know, title holders. I think just touched on that beautifully just on his own. We, we, we got to trim it down. We got to, we got to find a way to get the storylines back. We have to find a way to to lead a great chase to tell a great story and a story quite frankly that lasts longer than two weeks and you know the the wins and losses have to matter and they have to make sense well and i did i started out with saying i had three bullet points the first one was to simplify the title picture second was to stop the shitty 50 50 booking and the third really is just to to breathe a little bring back prelims when you need to bring back you know you have a three-hour monday night raw right like, I'm not saying bring back the whole show should be prelims, but God, when you're not, I think what happens now is when they don't have anything for someone, that's where they make the mistake. They overwrite for them to try to show that they have something for them and it makes them look worse. Like, if you don't have a place for Braun for two weeks, heaven forbid, he just fucking gets in there and kills people in a handicap match. You get to see his offense. Braun gets to, to keep his skills sharp in the ring, right? 
and like gets to fucking throw yeah. some prelims around and show his offense and do all that stuff. So heaven forbid for two weeks, but if you don't have anything for him, he's still relevant on your TV and he's just beating the shit out of prelims until you plug him into that next thing. There's nothing wrong with that, but they just don't. They started using prelims in the 2017 and 18 way when they went to when they, you know, uh, they split the brands again or whatever, like they did the brand split again. And then they had prelims for a while, but it was just to find your next Elmsworth or whatever. They were like trying to find prelims that that caught people's interest so they can make them a character. You went the original thing of prelims was not to try to make a star. If you got lucky and you found one, great. But like it was just to really enhance your talent and and wrestlers that you never got a chance to see their finisher. What what is Kurt Hawkins' finisher? I'm sorry, who? Anybody? No. Anybody? No. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> yeah, right. But but if he if if when him and Zach were tag champions, they fought prelims every now and then to to just show off their shit. Like you would know, you would know what they were all about. You would know their offenses. You know what their tag team finisher would be. You would know all this stuff. And and you know, or w- before they won the titles, if you had them squash some prelims a couple weeks before, instead of just being like, "We're going to surprise everybody," hold on, hold on to your seats, and have Kurt Hawkins and Zach win the tag titles. Ha ha! Brilliant! Ha Keep them on their toes. No, like. You always have to be telling us a story. You always have to be making us invested in your product. If you don't, if you stop doing that, you're going to lose me every time, especially today's wrestling with a three hour raw and a two hour SmackDown. That's five hours. Just with that one hour NXT, uh, one hour, two Oh five, one hour main event. That's just WWE. I'm talking about here. Like you get, you, you gotta be, you got to understand that wrestling is moving fast now, but you can make your own time. You can control it. You can slow it down if you want. They're putting up their worst ratings now already, right? Of course. Am I yes. right? Yep, they are. Okay. Aren't they trying to throw their best shit at us right now? Yes, no, they are. Not. If, if they would just fucking work some prelims in there and take a breath and, and fucking tell stories... What's the difference? Well, they're putting up, they're right? putting up their best possible matches. Is a bad rating. Is what you're saying, like, just... Yeah, you're but and you're and you're still putting up bad ratings. That's yeah. scary when you think about that. You put yourself in this vulnerable uh, vulnerable position where you now are throwing everything hardcore, trying to throw the best shit out, and you're still getting record ratings. Oh my god! If you would just take a deep breath and realize, you know what? I'd rather get shit ratings with my slow storytelling me trying to build momentum on this character and this character yeah. and this feud or whatever, rather than me fucking trying to throw everything at you. Roman Reigns is on the show tonight. And did I mention so was Daniel Bryan? <laughs> and did I mention <laughs> so was Brock? <laughs> and did I mention so was this person? And you, you know still what? post the lowest one rating real, of Raw in 20 years. Like, why would you want you that? On that? It's interesting you bring that up because you know how Roman is on SmackDown? Um, the week that we went to Ontario to see, you know, SmackDown on a Tuesday, uh, Two of my kids, you know, I had my nephew and I had my daughter and my son, and two of the three kids made Roman signs because that's what they wanted to see. Because he's on SmackDown, right? Guess what? He wild carded Raw. Was he on SmackDown? Nope. What the fuck is motherfuckers? What the fuck is going? So, and you're and and then you're using this wild card thing. You're you're relying on well, if we do this wild card thing, that means you have to tune into both shows to see what we're gonna do. No, wrestling's fake. (laughs) So. When you advertise something, that's your strength. Yeah. Your so, strength is in yeah, advertising. I, I, and I hear your that strength wanna, is in storytelling. Wanna, you know, it's fake, man. It's fake. You can do whatever wanna, you want. And they want to like, cater to kids, no do they reason. not? So when a, when a kid is expecting Ugh. a certain wrestler to show and they don't show, Ugh. what does that do? You dr- well, because I know I know you're groaning, because I get what you're saying. But honestly, <laughs> like, but no, I get what you're saying. I really do. But we do not want the attitude era again. We don't. No, I don't. I don't want because there's always going to be there's always going to be bad stuff like May yeah, giving birth to a hand. Yeah, Val Venus, Val Venus getting choppy, choppy PP and all this shit. Like take that's fine. The ruthless aggression era over attitude. Well, era. but not even that. Like you don't have. You could still be G. And I'll tell you yeah. again. My three bullet points. I sound like a fucking info commercial. If you follow these three steps, you'll follow my path to fitness and well. You know whatever. Like that. It's just simplify your champions so we know what everyone's fighting for. Um, don't do your 50-50 booking shit. Don't crown a champion and then the next night have him lose to AJ. Makes no, no sense. You're not going to build stars that when way. It, it, like, God. <laughs> how, but how? What shocks me, though, is they don't see that. That's so fucking scary, right? They're the professionals. They're the ones that are supposed to be making me disconnect myself from reality every week, right? Take me away to a faraway land where it's, you know, <laughs> oh, all these man, great characters and I lose myself for a while. 
but I'm the one that's like being fucking. It's like someone shaking you up out of it. Like you're in your best sleep, right? And then someone fucking shakes the shit out of you and wakes you up, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like you're gonna wake up all mad. That's the way I feel after watching Raw every fucking week in SmackDown. I feel like I'm in a deep, peaceful sleep, and someone shakes the fuck out of me and wakes me up, and I'm like, "What do you want?" And they're like, "Oh, nothing." <laughs> what, what do you mean nothing? Like that's the way I feel. Like I am. What do you mean? Like. You didn't have a plan for that? No, I just shook you, and I didn't know what I was going to do afterwards. So you fucking woke me up out of a deep, peaceful sleep, and you don't know what you're going to do with me? No, I don't. Oh. What in the fuck <laughs> Land is that? of make-believe. Land of make-believe. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. Bra- and then and that's another one, too. They're fucking vignettes. It's been, they've been doing Bray Wyatt vignettes for, I want to say... <laughs> three years now? About three years. Has to be three uh, years. And like, and he's never fucking. I, I hate to say it as much doing? as I hate like, all the hocus pocus stuff. That's the only thing that actually has me intrigued. Just because of the little, pun- no, the, no. the little subtle like uh, messages. I am not saying that's a bad gimmick. I think that's great. Those are great vignettes. I let me correct no, myself. No, I'm right. not shitting on it. But when, but the main event yes. is wrestling, right? wrestling, the main bro. event is getting in the fucking ring. Get well, that have motherfucker you seen the little, in the uh, ring. Teasers like, that they've been doing now on the shows. Yeah, they're hiding the puppets. Yeah, the little puppets in the background, hidden in the back. That's fine. If you haven't seen it, for that's fine. Like you better, social you media better have a great plan. It has wrestling on it. Oh, look. Oh, it's so amazing. Look, they're well, in the back. No, I, I, I don't give a shit. Fucking do something. I just want to see the motherfucker. Well, you know, that's all. coming next now. No more vignettes. Put it's, it's... him in the ring for me. Right, right. Good God. That's coming you know, next. He's going to pop so hard. Like, give me something. But can I be, can I be a dickhole? Yeah. Can yeah, I be a dickhole for a minute? Do you remember? Do you remember when Bray Wyatt first yeah. debuted and how yep. great his vignettes were? And remember, yep. remember the pop he got when yep. uh, when yep. he first debuted. And then <laughs> even when even when they're shitting on him, remember yeah. even after they shit on him, yep. remember all the pops he got then too because a lot. Um, so so that's what's gonna happen again because they don't know what to do with him. They think they need to paint him into this crazy well, <clears throat> psychedelic, not with the rest of his character. They won't. Br- I'm not saying bring him out in a singlet and fucking no. make him Bob Backlund. I'm not saying that. Don't shit. I'm on just him. saying that that like. <laughs> The, yeah, the original Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt character was universal and it would yes. have worked for years, but they shit on him so much because <laughs> they suck and they're lazy. And so that's why. So th- good for them. These vignettes are great. So were the original Bray Wyatt vignettes with the rocking chair and the fast cutting. Fucking awesome. His entrance with all the fucking cell phones or whatever. Awesome. But- what more do you problem. want? Why do you have to repackage him? Do you want to know why you have to repackage him? Because because you fucked him up. That's why you did. That's why you fucked him up. There was nothing. What else do you want in a wrestler? Great vignettes. Great promos. Good in the he ring, could yeah. wrestle very well. He had yes. great matches with Daniel Bryan. And his entrance was fucking Undertaker-like. What else no. do you want? You, so what do you do? Damn you it, fucking you shit on him. You miss, you and then you have it. to repackage him. You're supposed why? to say, that's all great. Like, great vignettes. Good job. Good job. Good job, Mick Foley's son, or Road right. or Goldust, or who the fuck booked this shit. <laughs> but uh, one small problem: you book Bray Wyatt to lose every week. That's, That's exactly right. What's coming. Thank I'm, you. I'm all, I'm all, it's coming. Thank it's you. Coming. Like, I thought it was. I'm being serious, like. <laughs> but but Bray Wyatt's Bray Wyatt's fucking run the first time. What was missing? What was missing from that? You got everything you wanted. All the senses were were fucking covered. You know, visuals. Fucking oh, yeah. Like, fucking. <laughs> So I mean, like, what? But what? What? Why did they have to repackage him if they would have just treated him right the fucking goddamn first time? I don't understand. Like, so I'm. I love the vignettes now. I, I again, I love them. But fucking put him in the yes. ring and and god damn it, don't fuck him up like you did last time. You so so. My point is, is like, what do you do? Like, hey, I need this, this, and this. Okay, here is this, this, and this. Okay, I don't want yeah. that anymore. Why? I don't know. Okay. So I'm gonna do oh, okay. something. So, so with that, okay. no, we'll leave we'll leave two questions uh, on that, Jess, because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut it down right here. The, who I know the, we're running the question I'm sorry. is when you say that I want this this and this. Okay, here it is. I don't want that anymore. And because I love this, the question is who are you talking to, Vince or the fans? And with that, everybody, <laughs> right? The fans want it. The fans want it, and you took it away from them. Like there was fucking nothing. There was nothing wrong with Bray Wyatt. Like there was nothing wrong with him. Like, uh, and you just took him away. All from I'm us saying is like, there's fans that shit on the product, right? just to shit on the product, not without anything legitimate to say. And you can give them Truth. everything they ask for, like Kofi Kingston, You're You're and right. they'll still shit on it later. You know. But they didn't shit on Bray. Yeah, fans. I know. I understand what you're saying. It, it, it just led me on that. They wanted to see Bray, and and the, the executives chose to pull him. They they chose to pull him for no reason because they booked him to lose so many times that it damaged him. And then they're like, well. 
Bray, uh, first fail, first try was a failure, huh, buddy? Jeez. Let's do round two. We'll figure something out for you. Why? No, you ruined me. You did. I didn't ruin you. I did everything you did. You wanted me to do. I talked like a fucking psycho. I fucking rocked a new chair. I brought lanterns out. People bought fake lanterns and like bought them to the ring, and you sold them and all this stuff. You, I and gave everyone you merchandise sang the song money. I. Yeah, everyone sang the song and like all this stuff, and then you're like, mm, lose to John Cena. Not working out, buddy. Not working out. What do you mean not working out? I gave you everything you wanted. Everything was hitting. Everything. The, more importantly, the crowd was responding and they loved it. And but now we got to repackage Bray, huh? No one's asking. I, people are so desperate and thirsty for WWE to do something, anything, anything smart. That now they're just they love the twenty four seven thing and they love the vignettes and they are good fucking r-truth is funny as shit him and, and all that i'm not disputing any of that but if that's your like remember when we used to laugh at other things in the attitude yeah. era yeah the main event guys though that were that's drawing really the big hot, money yeah. like austin the mcmahon feud taker the rock dx mick foley all those guys were holding up the top of the card but then you, you could laugh at the oddities or 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 even dx because they'd bounce back and forth from mid to high mid to high you could do all that. You could make people laugh or fail or fail. It didn't matter because your top was so strong. Right now, they're only making the bottom funny, but the top sucks. So, like, I can't. Good for you. The 24-7 title. Yay. Yay. Airport. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yay. Like, it, it is funny. It is. But, like, that's that's it. Like, so when people say, God, Bray and, and, and R-Truth are the only ones carrying the Raw. That is the worst thing you could ever yeah. say. That means failure. It's not an ideal situation. That means, yeah, it's not even, thank you. That actually, that's perfect. It's not an ideal situation. That's perfect. Like, it's not. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's my, mm-hmm. I, I hope the Bischoff and Heyman thing worked, but I, there's so many things wrong. Yeah. We can go off forever about this. And Be- yeah. I really talked about Becky yeah. that much. Like, there's so right. much. Like, you know, it, you know, it was kind of fun like today, like guys. That. I got to tell you, but uh, we'll, we'll just leave it there because it sounds like we had so much fun here and it got so, it got to be so funny at the same time. It sounds like we'll do Dave, one again. I feel like I'm giving you, I feel like I'm giving you Bray Wyatt and you're cutting me short for no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, you know that's what's going to happen here, bro. Oh, that's I'm giving you everything you want right now. I'm making you feel exactly like Bray. Good. So with that, you can reach us at uh, Instagram <laughs> at OWT, oh, I'm sorry, OWP2019, <laughs> uh, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, right? Uh, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or you can do the easy thing. You can download WrestlePost and get every single one of our sites and listen to other great podcasts of the day, guys. So with that, this is the OWP. Uh, Dave, you forgot one thing. You what did I forget? I'm thing. sorry, what did I forget? You can Hulk Hogan on the Hulk Hogan on the Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Like that's crazy. All right, guys, we're signing out. Have a good one. Brother, brother.